0: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Landfilled Manila Bay, Vanished Rivers of Central Luzon by Marlon V. Ronquillo. Before his death in a car accident in 1997, Rep. Emigdio Emigdiobondok Jr. of Pampanga's 4th district was making an inventory of the dead or near-dead rivers of central Luzon and the tributaries that were totally dependent on the major rivers. By this time, the geography of flooding in his province was shifting from the traditional catch basins like Lubao, which literally means low bajo, or low place, to coastal towns covered by his district, Macabebe, Misantol, and nearby areas. The absorptive capacity of his coastal town for even the briefest of rain dumps was at near breaking point. During the rainy season, his constituencies were always preparing for the worst and the inevitable evacuation orders. Representative Bondoak, after consulting old Central Luzon maps and talking to experts, estimated that there were roughly 100 Central Luzon rivers and major tributaries that had vanished, and these were rivers and tributaries that were fully functional up to the middle of the 20th century. He was certain about one thing, humans and their rapacity and greed, not natural evolution, killed and wasted most of the rivers and tributaries. How many fishpond operators, he asked, simply grabbed and diked the communal rivers, then legalized the river grab? How many human settlers have land-filled riverine areas to carve out new settlements? Born in Makabebe in the third decade of the 20th century, Bondoke still had memories of the years when the Pampanga River was a vast, sprawling communal fishing ground and transport artery for cargo and fish trading. During the rainy season, it served as a depository for floodwaters, which then eased swiftly and seamlessly into the Manila Bay. There were floodings in the low-lying areas of his native town, yes, but the floodwaters soon emptied out into the vast sea through the outflows of the Pampanga River. Before his death, most coastal towns on the province's western side had been blanketed with fishpond dikes, the former grandeur. Vastness and depth of the Pampanga River gone. His data gathering on the dead and dying rivers and tributaries was a preparation for a planned congressional inquiry on the whys and wherefores of frequent and devastating floods in the Pampanga and Bulacan towns that bordered the Pampanga towns covered by his congressional district. After the inquiry, he planned to ask the authorities to blast all fish pond dikes found encroaching on rivers and communal fishing grounds. I don't care how powerful and well-connected these illegal fish pond owners are, he told me one time during the course of his initial data gathering. It is time to deal with these bastards. Bondoke belonged to a time when the province of Pampanga was a nurturing ground for principled and fearless political leaders. Indeed, without political cloud and connections, one cannot just grab and dike vast portions of a river, an important part of the fishery and navigational commons, and then get a title for them. The scam may be similar to the process of illegally converting public lands classified as A.N.D., or alienable and disposable lands, into private property with formal and valid registration papers from the Registry of Deeds. It was not a coincidence that the floodwaters of Typhoon Agai dealt havoc, destruction and suffering the most to Makabebe, Misantol, Minolan, and San Simon. And the nearby areas that lost their capacity to absorb floodwaters and also lost the rivers and tributaries that facilitated the seamless and easy flow of floodwaters into the manila bay for several days a flooded portion of the NLEX in san simon town part of the makabebe misantal nexus of low-lying areas triggered three to five kilometers of traffic jams on both the southbound and northbound lanes the flooded portion was less than a hundred meters but the economic impact the traffic jams wrought on the interconnected Metro Manila Central Luzon economy was substantial. It also transformed the NLEX into a transport hellscape, which was fully documented and posted on social media platforms by irate motorists. And according to the senators, Manila Bay itself is an endangered body of water because of senseless and reckless reclamation projects. The senators are scheduled to hold public hearings on the impact of the reckless reclamations on floods in Metro Manila and how the reckless building in the reclaimed areas has marred the beauty of Manila Bay, especially its world-famous sunset. President Ferdinand Marcos Jr. himself said you can no longer see Manila Bay from the Roxas Boulevard area in order to freeze on the reclamation projects. After the Manila Bay inquiry is over and done with, the senators can seamlessly segue into probing the massive floods in Pampanga's coastal areas and the vanished rivers and tributaries. History will be on their side should they extend their initial Manila Bay probe into the flooding of Pampanga's coastal areas. During the Spanish period, the Pampanga River was called the Rio Grande. And the trade route between Manila Bay and the Rio Grande, that covered Malabon and Navatas, coastal Bulacan towns, coastal Pampanga towns, and Orani and Bataan, was an important one and, in today's jargon, a GDP accelerator. It was no wonder that the axis of growth was built on the coastal towns along that vital trade route and plied by the cascus, the trading ships of yore. Today, the reckless reclamations and the non-stop build, build, build in the reclaimed areas are even blocking the spectacular view of Manila Bay's famous sunset. Today, the central Luzon rivers that seamlessly moved floodwaters from coastal and inland towns in the region into the Manila Bay in the old days have vanished. There is one common thread behind the destruction of our irreplaceable commons, greed.